Okay, so welcome Martin. Yes. You're the third person, okay, fourth person to be on my podcast. Yeah, so the reason why I created this podcast right, is to to really understand because now I'm finding a job mm. and then I want to understand more about like what um what to look out for in a job and I always see all these description uh, online on all the Google platforms and uh, whatever job portals and they always give you like a bunch of um, description about the job mm. but they don't tell you in depth about about what you actually expect at a job and I always hear from you guys at the church and stuff like that you, you always say that you're always doing a lot of extra stuff and then um, yeah, I just want to know more about okay let's first introduce yourself uh, and then <laughs> and where you work and everything yeah Okay, yeah. So, uh, my name is Martin. Okay. So, I graduated last year, July. So, yeah. study in SIM, uh, did your usual accounting and finance degree. Mm. Now, I think, I think what, what I know about you, right, Martin, is that you, you started off with uh, SIM, right? And then you did a lot of internships yeah. throughout your time in, in, in uh, SIM. Yeah. So, how did that lead up to, to your job at Shopee? Like, how, like what, what, okay. what you work what as before? How did it run up to to currently where you're working at now? Okay, yeah. So yeah. uh so I was studying as I am, then uh initially I was thinking, oh, if you like just get good grades and stuff, it'll be enough for you to get a job. Yeah. So first year all I did was like study. So I did uh okay in school. But then when I tried to apply for internships during first year, I think I sent out like easily like 60 applications. Yeah. And none of them got back to me. Okay. So that was when it hit me that like, oh, crap like maybe grades aren't enough and I have to do more so but I was also like very discouraged uh. like I was like blaming like oh because I'm from SIM that's I'm not getting anything like like if I was from NUS or something I'll probably get an internship somewhere somehow let me tell you this this is not true <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah. I, I've been trying this I said a lot but then like nobody replied me yeah. so it's not true it's not true yeah, yeah. yeah. so like I, I think at the time I was just like blaming my circumstance you know okay. instead of like trying to fix it Yeah. then I was talking to a friend so then my friend, the, the advice my friend gave me, I think like sort of like changed the whole trajectory after that. So the advice my friend gave me was, um, I should just go on LinkedIn. Yeah. Just try and find someone who has reached somewhere that I want to go to. Yeah. And it's also from SIM. And as long as I find someone that has done that, it means that there's that possibility. And also on LinkedIn, like I can see the roadmap on yeah. how to get there. That's true. Yeah, so I did a lot of like searching, did a lot of looking. Then I actually found like quite a lot of people from SIM who have made it to like really good places. So I think from there, then I started to realize that, oh, beyond grades, I need to do like internships. I need to like join certain clubs in school and stuff like that. But I wasn't that interested in joining clubs in school. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I, I mean, like, I have nothing against them. It's yeah. just that I feel like, I don't know, like I, it's just not my thing. Mm. So... After I finished year two, I took one year off from school to do internships. Mm. Yeah, because I, I know for like local unis, you guys have like LAs, which are one sem long yeah. thing. But for SIM, so I, so I studied in UOL. So UOL, we don't have semesters. We only have years. Okay. So I had no choice. Like I had to just take one year off straight. Okay. Yeah. So, so, you, so you take one year off is, is an addition to your entire like graduation like entire university yeah yeah so my three-year course became like a four-year course okay but it's quite standard yeah. right four years yeah 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 so i guess that was what made it okay because like 
even if I extend one year, it's only four years. So yeah. I graduate together with the friends who are like in SMU, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it wasn't that bad. But were the people around you that like having the same mentality as you? Like people also um, wanted to, to, to find internships and, and do many, many internships during this, during this at the, at the start of, of your uni or they just want to graduate and just start working. Okay. Yeah. So I think um, some of my friends didn't want to take one year off. Those that like, were in SIM, like, yeah. they didn't want to take one year off. So they just wanted to like graduate and find a job. Yeah. But then my friends who were in local unis, they were very supportive of taking it away. Mm. Maybe not a year long because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but... Six months, right? Yeah, six months. But like a lot of them, like, were, were, like they were saying uh, like a lot of jobs, you know, a lot of jobs, like if you don't intern them, if you don't intern the company, mm. they probably won't hire you full time. True. Yeah. yeah. And also like at the end of the day, like, a lot of them are doing internships. Then if you don't do anything, you're going to graduate with like just a cert. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Then like you won't lead to anything. So like in my head, I was thinking like, okay, like I have like a few choices. Either I just graduate in three years. Yeah. And then probably struggle to find a job for six months, maybe a year, mm. which a lot of my friends who graduated earlier experience. They didn't do any internship. Yeah, they didn't do any internship. Right. So when they graduated, they probably had to do like contract roles or even do internships after they graduated. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of them like will take maybe like six months, eight months to find like a... to to, to For them to reach a full-time job where they are okay with. Okay. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay lah, then if I... Like if you do the math, it, it adds up to same. roughly the same thing. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll just take a year off, find internships and then see where that goes uh. Yeah, so the first internship I ended up with was an accounting intern at a venture capital firm. Okay. Yeah, so it's a very small uh, VC called uh, Riapra. It's a Japanese. Yeah. yeah, it's very small. Like I don't think anyone will have heard of it. Yeah, but I guess it's because they are small. That's why I managed to get in. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 who, uh, but do they invest in tech or who, who, are, they, who, are, who are their portfolio? Yeah, like, so the industry uh, they are looking at? They're quite yeah. a different like VC. So like most VCs aim to exit within anywhere from like five, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, like they've a lot of traditional VCs, they focus on very high growth. They just want their capital. They, they want their returns, a uh. high return on their investment yeah. in a short, relatively short time frame. Yeah, correct. And they take lower amounts of equity. Yeah. Yeah. But Riapra is more like a venture builder. Okay. So they take higher amounts of equity, but they are in it for the long run. So they mm. want to stay and grow with the startups that they invest in for as long as they can. So even after IPO, they also will just, yeah. will just follow? Yeah, oh. but uh, n- as far as I remember, none of the companies have IPO'd, have reached that stage okay. yet. Uh. Yeah, but their aim is to stay with the company for very long. Like the, the vision of the founder of the VC is for that VC to become like a 100-year-old uh, conglomerate in a way. So wait, so how long is how this long for them? Because like you cannot just hold forever, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So what I think happens is that like they will stay with the company and the founder for as long as like it is like the company doesn't turn to like total shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like and I okay, so like it's a relatively young VC, so it's probably like six, five, six years old. So being a VC that young, the startups are even younger. Yeah. So a lot of them haven't reached a stage where you can tell what's going to happen or what the VC is going to do, you know, after they reach a very advanced stage. Mm. Yeah. So, so sorry. So so what stage normally do you invest in? Like Series A, Series B, or like pre or pre pre so like, uh. so like they 
like if you have an idea, yeah. you can actually go and pitch it already. Even if you don't have a lab, uh, Yeah, even if you don't have a, anything. Because they, they believe in investing more in the entrepreneur than the idea. Well, that's, that's quite that's quite risky. Yeah, yeah it's... It, I mean, it's a good... It's a yeah. risk. I mean, like, it's good and bad. La. Yeah, it's good and bad. La. Yeah, I mean, the risk is very high, but the rewards is very high. Yeah, so like, yeah. their viewpoint is that like, um, a lot of times, right, ideas of startups have to pivot eventually. Yeah, the correct. first idea will not be the final product yeah. or the product that leads to like great success. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, like Snapchat was like a podcast company. No, Twitter was a podcast company. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. they moved. They moved to like shop blocks. Yeah, yeah. So, what the what the VC believes in is that like ideas are secondary. The entrepreneur is more important. Okay. So, like a good entrepreneur will be able to pivot and change his idea to the right direction, which is more important than having like a good starting idea. Mm. Yeah. So that's what they believe in and focus on more. So that's why even if you just have an idea, if you pitch it, if you fit what they deem as good entrepreneurs, mm. they will give you the funding. But uh, your role there was to... I was an accounting intern. Lah. So... so okay. okay. So um, the VC cards is a venture builder. Yeah. So they provide like full stack support to the startups. Yeah. So there's like marketing support, there's accounting support, there's obviously like business strategy support. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my role was to help with like the accounting for like the startups. And oh, o- wow. Yeah. And also the VC as a whole. Okay. Yeah. Because all of these startups like, because of the amount of equity that we take, yeah. can be anywhere from like, can be as high as like 30, 40% accounting. That's very high. Which is very high yeah, for yeah, yeah. that stage. Yeah. So, because of that, they're all like subsidiaries oh. under the under the company. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it was helped to do with the accounting so I can talk to the entrepreneurs, work with them a bit. Yeah. So, it was, it was quite interesting experience. It was how, like, I got a bit interested in the startup scene, venture capital in general. Oh. But you found this job through LinkedIn, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I still think I was, like, quite lucky to get it because I, <laughs> I did, I, I like, I butchered the interview. Like, I was like super nervous. And I was like first <laughs> face inter- to face. Yeah, face to face. Yeah, this was back in I think 20... 2018. 2018. Maybe yeah, mid, early <laughs> mid twenty eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Much different. Time. But how how was the interview though? Like, what did they ask you? Uh, so they yeah. asked me about like basically like it's like it was like a standard interview. Yeah. But they wanted to find out more about me as a person, so they asked me like. Oh, like what makes me angry that kind of thing huh? like, like yeah like That's stuff so like random. That. yeah yeah but later on I found out it's because like they like just like how they invest in entrepreneurs that's how they look at their hires they want to know like who are you where you come from like, yeah. who you are as a person instead of like other things okay yeah so it was like a standard but yet like not so standard interview but what do you what do you reply when they ask you like what makes you angry? Yeah. So like, okay, I cannot remember <laughs> what, I, what I replied to that. But I think like, I think, okay, so I, I think I said something along the lines of like, like generally I don't get very angry. I'm more like laid back and like chill. Okay. So I, like, I'm more like, so like my emotions are just at like a, usually at like, oh, a, sorry. at like a standard baseline. Yeah. So it really, really like fluctuates up and down, up and down. Yeah. So when I said that, right, then, then, then the manager started drilling down more, you know. She mm. was like, oh, so what do you mean by laid back? What do you mean by chill? That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they really wanted to like drill down to find out like who I am as, as a, a person. person. Yeah. 
Wow, but that was quite intense. I mean, like, I mean, I, even I wouldn't expect someone to yeah, ask yeah. me, like, yeah. It's, yeah, so, like, that was, like, the first, like, curveball when she asked me, like, oh, like, what, what makes you angry? Like, huh? Yeah. Then the second curveball was when they started drilling down on, like, everything I said. Like, oh, like they, yeah, <laughs> like, asking more and more information. Yeah, yeah. Then I was like, oh, wait, what? Yeah, but uh, I, I guess somehow I got it, like, somehow. But during the interview, you're interviewing with the, the founders or. or uh, okay, so I was interviewing with, like, the. HR. The the at that time the yeah. accounting manager. Okay, oh, the, yeah. the, the the accounting slash like finance team was just like three people like, at that time. So it was just like the manager. Yeah. Oh, okay, it was like the head of like accounting thing. Okay. The manager and then like one normal accountant. Okay. Yeah, so I interviewed with like the head and the manager. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean I guess in a team of three, there's not much difference. Like, yeah, like correct. Yeah. Oh. So, so basically, when you found we get a job ready, right? How many? So you say that you have to manage some sort of startups, right? The accounting yeah. part of the startup. Yeah. So how many startups that you do you have to actually manage during your time there? Uh, so I think I was like doing like the accounts for maybe like 10, 15 different startups, but a lot of That's them lot. were like either very low touch or like I didn't even like see the founders. What is low? What am I low touch? Like yeah. I would have like the invoices and stuff. So I yeah. use that to do the accounts. But mm. I didn't really like interact much. Because some mm. of the startups were over, based overseas also. So oh. it's like through email. I emailed the founder like to clarify certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think there were only like two main startups that the founder was in Singapore. And they also worked in that office. So like, like when asking questions, I would just like walk over. Then yeah, ask, yeah, ask like, yeah. But the, com- the company itself invests mostly in... Southeast Asia. Or? Yeah, Southeast Asia. Oh. Southeast Asia, yeah. And the company is a Japanese company. Yes. Uh, the founders are all, uh, founder Japanese, like all, all of the early higher ranking employees are all Japanese, yeah. Oh. So, so you're there for about six months? There for six months, yeah. Six months. Six months. So that's your first internship? First internship, yeah. Now, your next one is? After that, I did a tax internship at PwC. A what? The tax oh, internship. Tax yeah. in- oh, tax internship. PwC. Yeah, yeah so... Um, after that after my first internship like, yeah. I kind of already like knew that I wanted to stay within a startup space cause like it was just really interesting like even though I was doing an accounting like internship the accounting part was like boring but the space itself and the people there were like very interesting cause I only realized like how interesting after I interned at PwC yeah. wait, wait wait I don't get it so so like you really realize how interesting it was, but PwC is not really a uh, a startup, right? Yeah. So that's why yeah. the difference became very obvious. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, like it, it. Okay, so cause that was my first internship, right? So I thought, yeah. oh, this is how it's like always, like you know, like people come to work excited, like full yeah. of energy. So I was thinking, okay, like maybe PwC, the hours are long, so people are a bit more like date. Yeah. But I didn't expect how date. Yeah. How date? Yeah. Like 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 how. So like in the venture capital, right? Yeah. Because like some of the founders work there also. The CEO is there also. Then a lot of the people there, a lot of the people that the startup hires typically come from either like you slightly different backgrounds or they themselves want to be entrepreneurs eventually. Mm. So they're all that kind of people. Mm. Then when I went to PwC, it's like, it felt like people were there just to clock in the hours collect the monthly salary. Yeah. Then, you know, like just, just hit like, just do life. Then yeah, yeah, move correct. on, you know, which I didn't realize how boring it was. 
until <laughs> uh, until our internship. Uh, until I did my internship there. I, I mean, I have nothing against like big companies. It's yeah. just the contrast between the people is very stark when you. Yeah, like, correct. I think I think I think everyone have different different like uh mindset as yeah. to some people just want to just get through their life, yeah. just get nine to five, get a paycheck, and just yeah. come home. Yeah, yeah, but there are other people who also like like yourself like yeah. want to be in a space that's exciting and yeah, it's growing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like th- there's nothing wrong, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, different yeah. people, different priorities, different like goals in life. Correct. It's just that my own priority my own like personality i guess aligns more with a smaller hyper growth kind of like company so so after that you were at pwc for about what, two months or uh yeah months? so that was a winter internship so it's like really short there was like 12 weeks three months i think three months but how much can you actually learn in three weeks yeah not that much yeah so um so it's a bit like your normal like summer winter internship yeah so like you just go there it, it's more like for the company to get a sense check like to see mm. if you have like a base level of intelligence yeah. and a base level of like uh attitude. Okay. You know, so like if you're okay, then they probably offer you, but, to, and it's more for you to also like get a sense of the culture, what yeah. the job is like, instead of actually learning about the job. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. a sense of your uh, environment yeah. first. Yeah. Yeah. So that was more or less like what I did. So I think my biggest takeaway from PwC was I don't want to go to work in that type of company. Okay. Then yeah. yeah. Which, which I've come to realize that like, sometimes it's more important. Mm, to, to, yeah, to, to at least know what you don't want. Yeah, correct. For you to discover what you want. Like process of elimination, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, I think my biggest takeaway from PwC. Which sounds like quite lame, but I honestly think it's quite valuable. Yeah, I think, I think it is. Yeah. Because, yeah, because like I say a lot of people, I think, I would say a lot of people, they, they do not know what they want. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I'm creating this, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, to really help people understand a bit more about uh, what, what goes into the life of yeah. um, people working and their jobs and stuff. Yeah. I think yeah, I think it's good to, to know what you don't want and what you want. Yeah. It's the same as your, as, your, as your degree as well. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, because right now I'm, learning, I'm doing chemical engineering, right? And I, I've been doing this for almost since poly and then now uni. So seven, it's almost seven, seven years. years. Yeah, and I realized that I don't even want, I don't like it. Yeah. at the second year of my uni and then now I'm like dreading every day yeah it's very very hard yeah yeah and then um so so what, what was your the the interview like for for PwC so yeah. interview at PwC was with the was with my eventual manager okay yeah so she was a manager at PwC so mm. I interned in the transfer pricing text team so it's a really niche part of text so like you know how like uh companies that are international like let's say google yeah. us google singapore sometimes they might have like inter-company cross-border transactions yeah so tax laws in different countries are different mm. so like it was sort of like to ensure that they are accounting for it correctly the taxes mm. they are paying is correct accounting yeah so there's like a very high level overview on what transfer pricing is Right. Yeah, so <laughs> the interview was just like a normal, oh, it was also a normal interview. Yeah. Like a standard, just like, like, oh, tell me about yourself. Like, why do you want to intern here? Strengths and weaknesses, those kind of questions. So yeah. it's like nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. I mean, I always, I always don't like the question. Maybe I ask you like, why you want to work here? It's like, yeah. I mean, you guys are hiring, right? <laughs> <laughs> I need to get some experience. Yeah. I need to some. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that question, like most people just like, uh, bullshit their way yeah, through. Course, unless uh, it's yeah, really uh, a company that they really like yeah correct yeah. so you, you do choose PwC because you, you really like the company or you just think that it was one of the big four yeah so accounting, it, and then I applied to all the big fours then oh, I yeah correct. went for interview with EY and PwC then PwC offered so I took it la. 
I think yeah, I think I think this I mean this is like an example of saying that uh private union yeah. there's, there's no I say no difference yeah. la, but I'm just saying that there's still a possibility that you know I mean yeah. like, you still can do it. Yeah, yeah you know, it's not, it's not like it's a it's your stuck there. Yeah. Yeah, you still you still can intern at a big four company and yeah. the opportunity is also similar for NUS yeah. and to you. Yeah. I, I think the difference yeah. getting smaller la, over the years. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So sometimes I also I also find myself like not say regretting la, but I I could have done something different. Let's say going to a private uni and completed it much faster as compared to let's say going to a local uni and and yeah, just struggling through like four years and stuff. Yeah. I, but I think to me, la, yeah. the only regret I have not like for not studying harder for A-levels is like I miss out on a lot of experience just that local uni students have available to them. Like what? Compared to like SIM. Okay, in recent months and years, mm. SIM has been like building itself up. Mm. So like they are like uh, I don't know like NUS SMU has like a case con- case club like business case yeah yeah, yeah the club. case I always so see that yeah. SIM recently started one as well but I think like to me the main thing that like differs as of now like, is that like overseas exchange programs mm. are sort of like built into your curriculum in a way yeah so like there isn't one for mine so if I wanted to go overseas to do like to, to study I would have to do like summer school Oh yeah, but you can. But your school is, but schools in SIM are normally the they're from overseas, right? Yeah, and then they they open a branch in Singapore. Something like that, yeah. So, so like, you can actually study there also, right? Yeah. So yeah. uh, but it's mostly for like summer school that kind of thing. It's not like I cannot like do my degree there. Oh, you cannot do. Oh, wait, so you cannot say you apply in Singapore. Then you go there. And yeah, do. Cannot, cannot. But then when you graduate, you can go. You go there and take your certificate. Uh, if I don't, the graduate graduation ceremony is like local also. Yeah, cause, yeah because, but I see some of my friends they actually go overseas eh. yeah so I know for like University of Buffalo that works yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. yeah but for UL it's not like that lah. oh yeah so it's like um, everything is like you do in Singapore finish it in Singapore yeah but the syllabus yeah. is the same as the one in the UK or what how similar yeah. I don't know but they always say like academic direction from LSE you know but how similar it is yeah. I I I can't tell you lah. Okay. I, I mean that's why yeah, I mean that's why they won't allow you to go overseas. Yeah. And... yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So your internship at, at PWC was about two to three months. Yeah. Then after that you get another internship again. Yeah. Then I did one more internship at mm. UBS. Is it some investment company? Yeah, it's a it's a bank, yeah. It's, it's it's a Swiss bank. So Oh yeah, I think yeah. I feel like I know someone who was there. Yeah. So <laughs> The internship yeah. I did it was because like, you know, like when you do like accounting, accounting or finance or business in general, yeah, everyone wants to go into consulting or investment banking or like sales and trading. Okay. Like those are like your standard. Typical one. Uh. Like dream jobs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, that was what I thought I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time I was thinking, oh, maybe I should just try for a big bank. Yeah. And if I get it, I can see what it's like and decide from there. So I applied for UBS. They have this like special like six months um internship program. Yeah. So mine was like uh, operation. So it's like back office. But mm-hmm. I was quite fortunate to get like a middle office role. So I'm not sure how familiar you are with like... No, I'm not familiar at all. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I'll just like, <laughs> explain. Okay, like, explain. Yeah. So like there's front... In, in, like in, in the bank, there's like front office, middle office, back office. Okay. 
uh, middle office is a bit like uh, some people don't acknowledge that it's there's such a thing. Okay. But yeah, so like it depends lah. But for easier like breakdown, it's front, middle, back. So for, for front is like you're facing customers, like yeah, facing that like client people. facing. Okay. Yeah. And then and back is like back is like you do the operations accounting. Okay. You, you support the front office people. Okay. Then middle is yeah. like the bridge. But what 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 why is that a bridge? How do you how, why do you need to bridge? Yeah. The, so for yeah. my role, right, like. It was like a middle office role. Yeah. So like what what my role was was like, so I was like on on like a client onboard client onboarding kind of team. Okay. So under the sales and trading side. Okay. So we support. So we onboard institutional clients. So mm. it's not individuals. So like the salespeople. Yeah. Will like try and get institutions to execute certain trades or, or like push through certain like. Like like flows of capital yeah. through UBS's yeah. uh, system, yeah. But before they can do that, they need to be onboarded with the bank. Like you have to do your uh compliance checks, your mm. due due diligence checks. So all all of these checks like, will be processed by like the back office team. Okay. Yeah. So my team was like, we liars with the salespeople yeah. and the back office people. Yeah. Because usually like the salespeople might not understand what's going on in the back office. Like yeah, they don't correct. understand the actual like set-by-set process. Yeah. So my team, like, we do understand it. So but we also understand like the sales side of things to a certain extent. Yeah. So so we can help like bridge like communication lines between these two teams. Yeah. And because like there's like probably like maybe like five, six different back office teams working on one onboarding thing. Yeah. So for a salesperson to go and like talk to all five teams is very like inefficient. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So my team is like the point of contact mm. for like the salespeople to talk to or the back office team to talk to. And so sometimes we also talk to clients directly. Yeah. We don't meet the clients, but like through email and stuff. So like I say, there's any problems, there's any like queries, then the client can just email my team directly. Then yeah. we will respond. But you can do so basically you can do both the front office and the back office as well. Uh, I won't say we can do either... Or because like we don't have that level of detailed knowledge that teams from both sides have. Okay. Yeah, but we have enough understanding of like the rough process mm. to be able to like translate certain needs across the two, to the two sides. Okay. Yeah. So because of that, like, I had a really good view of what a life was as a salesperson or a trading person. Oh. So. Cause okay. so I basically so like the salespeople will sit, maybe just like one or two rows in front of me only. Yeah. Yeah. So I could like literally see their life. Cause the salespeople are like doing the trades. They're like. Okay. So the traders do the trades. Traders do the trade. The salespeople do the. Salespeople more or less like do the communication with the client to get the kind of to to get like the the trade execution order. Okay. Yeah, but. Sometimes, if I, if I remember correctly, like, salespeople do execute like certain trades, but it's like basic trades. Mm. But if you want like very advanced trades or what, I think the traders have to do it. And also like, if I remember correctly, traders manage their own books. Okay. So like, they have to manage like the risk profile mm. of like the bank in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Like what what positions are open, what positions are closed, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So. But were there, were there a lot of, uh, were there a lot of traders or not? Were there a lot of sales? Um, definitely more salespeople than traders. Mm. Yeah, more salespeople than traders, and I 
think generally people want to go to front office. Uh. Okay. The pay is higher, <laughs> yeah. promotions faster. But front office yeah. traders are front office. Yeah, front okay, office. Okay, I understand why. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So so, like, so have you ever like communicated with them like like yeah. to those traders and so I mostly talk to like salespeople. Mm. Yeah. Instead of traders. Yeah. And so mm, do do you do you like want to like inspire to 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 be one of them or yeah, like, so then she was like six months. After yeah. like the second month, like I roughly knew, okay, this is probably not what I want to do. Yeah. Like I, I, like some people enjoy that kind of life. Like some people enjoy looking at like the markets yeah. or like whatever product that they specialize in. Like. Yeah. But I, I just don't think that that is something that would greatly motivate me to kind of work every day. Yeah. It wasn't something that yeah. I want, I want to do. Like. Yeah. And the internship salary in a big bank is higher than normal internships. Yeah. So even though I was like getting like a higher like in- income compared to like a normal internship. Yeah. The the first month it obviously felt good. La. Yeah. La. Yeah. But by the second month, third month, I was like, like this like it isn't enough to like make me want to like do something I don't enjoy as much. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh. So like my biggest takeaway from the industry was money probably doesn't motivate me. Oh. And like I think that if I don't enjoy it, right? Yeah. I will probably like quit in like two, three months. So Yeah. But yeah. You, but you don't enjoy it because because of why though? Because too much work or like you just uh, don't find it interesting. Or... I don't think it's like the quantity of work. I think it's more like the type of work. Yeah. Oh. Like I'm not that interested in like uh, looking at like stock charts or like, okay, they don't look at stock charts, <laughs> la, but yeah. it's or like to like, I, I, I'm not that interested in like the stock market or like the yeah. financial markets. Yeah. In that general sense. So, and to work in a role that basically revolves around that. Yeah. Doesn't excite me. La. Oh. Then why do you apply to UBS? Like, oh, yeah. Because like, I only realized all this after I did my internship. Oh, so it's, so, so it's more yeah. like elimination again. La. Yeah, yeah. More like elimination like again, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, but you also applied UBS through LinkedIn? Uh, no. So that one, the company website itself. Oh, but, but you, but if you go to the company website, means you specifically wanted to apply for that. Yeah. For that role. La. Yeah. So I yeah. applied to like the same thing I did before the big four, I applied to all the big banks. But UBS is also one of the big four. No, it's one of the. Uh, so honestly, I'm not sure what all these yeah. big four. Then. Yeah. So, so for banks, right? Yeah. They have like big eight. They they call them like botch bracket banks. Okay. Yeah. So UBS is part of that that list. Oh. Yeah. But the big eight is is global, right? UBS? Yeah, global. Okay. Yeah, it's oh. like a global list. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So you did that for for a year for the, So basically, it's just your whole year really, like six months. Yeah. Two months at PwC, and then. Another four months at, at UBS. Yeah, oh, six months at UBS. Six months. So it's, yeah. so, so, so it's more than one year. La. Yeah, more than one year. So the ending part of my internship for UBS, I was already back in school. Oh. Yeah. And then you were juggling both school. Yeah, eh? juggling both school and uh, in, interning. Yeah. But was it difficult? Uh, at the start, it was okay. Yeah. But then <laughs> after that, I was like, oh man. But like, like, okay, it's like two months only. La. Yeah, it's like two months, so not so bad. Yeah. But your, 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 your semester, so your year in... in SIM is breakdown into into because you see there's no semester right yeah no semester so, so how do you like how do you break down this yeah we start in late September yeah like follow like the UK 
school system. Yeah. Sunday, September. Then we have like a very short like Christmas, New Year week break. Like two weeks. Then that's it. Then it's just... So we start in late September. Yeah. We end in... We end in around May. Then oh, it's, okay. there's just that one week break. So this is, this, is, this is basically one semester. This is one year. So, so September to May is... Oh, because yeah. one year. Then yeah. May to September again is a break. Yeah. Oh. But is it, is this the same throughout the whole SIM? No. no so right. it's just for UOL. Oh, okay. Okay, so now we move on from your internship. You work over there for almost... So your internship was basically six months, two months, six months. Yeah. And then after that, you went back to school for another one more year. So when yeah. you went to school, right, was it... Were, were your friends basically graduated already? Really? Yeah, so most of my friends from my batch graduated already. Hmm. Unless they feel like certain mods and they have to retake. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's normal to re- feel a lot of mods and retake. Actually, UL is relatively common to oh. to feel like one or two mods then have to redo it the next year. Oh. Yeah. After UBS, right? When yeah. So like in the end, I finished that. Then I realized, oh, okay. So I don't want to go before I don't go banking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Then like <laughs> it's almost impossible to get into a venture capital firm. Why? Which why? Like you didn't have experience there. Yeah, really? but. Yeah. So like getting into a venture capital firm, at least to me, the way I view it is getting into a, in a like Goldman Sachs front office yeah. is difficult. But getting into a venture capital is 10 times harder. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Because like the offices are a lot smaller. Yeah. They don't really take fresh grads in general. But and fresh grad with experience. Oh, but not relevant to like... Not relevant. Yeah. Like if I want to do accounting, probably can. But mm. like if you want to do like the investment side, Oh, that's what you want to do, the yeah. investment side. Yeah. So, oh. so like, uh, most people actually like, so most people who end up in venture capitals. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, the obvious large ones are like Sequoia, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. You want to get into those, usually you come from Goldman Sachs. Oh, you, you must come from somewhere yeah. big first. Yeah. You like come from Goldman Sachs or you come from McKenzie, you come from BCG. Yeah. So like, the way I view it is that, like, big getting to big banks and big consulting firms are extremely difficult. But getting mm. into like venture capital is like a whole other tier of difficult. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, especially especially big ones like Sequoia. Yeah, yeah. definitely. definitely yeah, yeah. Sequoia yeah. is yeah, because they yeah they basically invest in almost everyone. Yeah. Everyone is very big now. Yeah, like Apple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but who were your? But let's say if you were you were able to to go into any venture capital right in Singapore, which one will you will you go into? I think. Yeah. Oh, which one have you had your like, eyes set on? Yeah, I think. Probably Rocket Internet. Rocket Internet? Yeah, it's this. But I, I don't know if they're like still around. I haven't followed like VCs in a while. Like either Rocket Internet, Finder Startups, or maybe like Y Combinator or something. Oh, Y Combinator. That's a very, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a very uh, popular one. Oh, yeah. They're they in Singapore as well. I was based in like, If I'm wrong, they have, Silicon if I'm not wrong, they have a office or branch something. Oh. Yeah. But don't quote me on that. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think, I think, yeah. I think, yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure no one is watching this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so no one will, no one will fault you for anything. Yeah. 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 It's probably like the slightly, slightly younger ones, I guess, will okay. be a bit more interesting. I mean, Sequoia would definitely be like insane, like god yeah, kind of like <laughs> setters, but like, yeah. Yeah. So, so because I was like, okay, no way I'm getting the VC. Okay. No way I'm but going. Do you, but do you actually try to apply? No, then I didn't even try. Yeah, like I like usually I would try, but it's yeah. just that like there weren't even like openings to try. I mean, but, you didn't even like 
I mean, because you say you you went on LinkedIn and then you tried to yeah. so apply like, your internship. Like, right? yeah. You tried to go LinkedIn and so yeah. So like I I use like I probably use like LinkedIn more than any other social media okay. combined. I mean, like yeah. even, even my day to day. Yeah, like, like okay, like now I I haven't used it as much, <laughs> <laughs> but last time I'll be like people like oh pe- like most people like every five minutes check their Instagram. Yeah, I was checking LinkedIn like every five minutes. But check what? Yeah, so like I was just like, scrolling like looking at job openings that kind of thing just to like see like different like possibilities and stuff okay yeah. well, I mean that's quite in, that's quite that's very that's very different from everyone else I think yeah, look, yeah. I, I guess like <laughs> I, I, look, okay like my focus was like trying to figure out like what I wanted to do yeah and how to get to where I want to go okay yeah and to me LinkedIn was like the best resource to do that yeah because it lets me see both yeah yeah to a certain extent but wait but but the kind of mindset was was when you were in year two, right? Yeah, year two. So where where do you where do you see yourself that you want to go actually? I I think long term, like I don't have okay. Most people like to set like oh I want to do this in five yeah. years, I want to do this ten years. I don't really believe in that. Okay. Yeah, cause like to me like life is like extremely fluid yeah. and very dynamic. Mm. And like to set like a five year goal, ten year goal to me is kind of a waste of time because like usually your timeline will either be way shorter or way longer or like in like in six months you might not want that five year goal anymore. Yeah, correct. Like in two years you might not want that ten year goal yeah, anymore. Correct. So I like to me I don't focus as much on specific goals. Yeah. Like oh I like I, I don't like oh I want to end up in Sequoia in five years. Mm. Yeah. Or like oh I want to end up in McKenzie in like ten. That kind yeah. of thing. Like I don't like have specific goals. It's more like general directions. Mm. Yeah. So like I like some of like the things I want to enter into eventually yeah. don't know if I'll ever get get it but just try uh, right. is to I want to end up in like a really early stage startup like first 10 employees kind of thing oh. yeah but whether that happens in 5 years or 10 years like yeah. doesn't matter to me as long as it happens you know that's what I care more about True. and so like until that thing eventually happens like I'll just be trying to learn as much as I can in whatever environment I'm in yeah. to hopefully be able to bring more value in the future to that particular role. Mm. Yeah, that's like a long-term plan. Either that or a uh, venture capital. Oh. Yeah, but it's, I think, mm. probably more like, I think, off the top of my head, maybe like Y Combinator style yeah. kind of thing. Because that one is more like you build, you help build also. Yeah, help you do that. Yeah. yeah. Which to me is more interesting than just uh, capital injection. But have you thought of like starting your own business like that? I mean, like, I yeah. feel like you're talking about, yeah, you're basically talking about joining a newly start, a form startup. Yeah. You can basically start your own, right? Yeah, so yeah. I thought of it before, but like, okay, this is my own diagnosis of myself. Yeah. So like, to me, like a founder usually should be a very uh, idea, abstract, visionary kind mm. of person yeah like but not so good at like thinking about like the details or like the actual execution yeah and stuff like that so that's the profile of most founders mm. i don't identify as that but you can i mean i so i, I identify okay. as more of like a right hand like a co-founder like a right hand okay. man to I support that yeah 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 like oh. I, I might not be able to generate 
that vision mm. but I can understand that vision and also see how it plays out into different things like draw the links as well yeah. and then help like operationalize it yeah so I, I identify more as that kind of person mm. than like a founder oh so yeah. more of like a, yeah, like I say as a support la. yeah so mm. but, do you have, but do you have any idea of your your own I mean, like, I mean, yeah, like any like brilliant, like, yeah, 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 like you want to like start. I mean, yeah. of course, you say you want to support, right? But I'm pretty sure you also have like, your own yeah. idea that you want to start and you, you are thinking yeah, so of. Yeah. In terms of ideas, like, yeah, probably not really. No, no, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Um, do you have any like uh, throughout your time, like mm. in the four years or five years, that you thought of starting something by yourself, mm. but then you think that, um, I, I can't do it, lah. No, because mm. you think yeah, like say you say you're not a yeah. visionary and yeah, I I, I yeah. think like the closest I've gotten to actually like wanting to start something was like starting my own like clothing line. Okay. Yeah, because like what I've realized uh, mm. is, but I haven't done like deep market research to know. No, if, it's fine. Uh, if yeah. the hypothesis is like true, a podcast can just yeah about anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 like <laughs> if you look at like female. Mm. Female apparel, right? Yeah. There's like one million and one block shops. Yeah. Selling almost the same thing. Yeah. But yet they all do well. I, I don't know whether they all do I well. I mean, not all, but like you, yeah. like you can see like Love Bonito, then there's yeah. like the, what, the, 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 now there's a, the, what, our second nature. Like, like it's the uh, one that, that looks like splattered paint on the dresses. That's like really know, common. Yeah. yeah. So I was like thinking like, but there isn't like something like that for guys. Like mm. there isn't like that that and okay the way I view all, all of these like block shops right yeah and or like larger local female yeah. apparel brands I love Bonito is that they sort of like bridge like a gap between like luxury mm. apparel and your H and M top shop so they're in between like that, so huh? they're in between but I was like oh where, where is one for guys okay. most guys shop at Uniqlo and I understand why <laughs> yeah like <laughs> I, I I shop at Uniqlo also a lot. <laughs> so- yeah, but because yeah. like guys want like just like standard clean plain stuff they yeah. can always rely on just right. go there pick it up wear the same thing every day. Yeah. So so I, I guess that's why people don't start like guy clothing brands because they feel like people are just going to go to Uniqlo anyway. But I was like thinking like there's yeah. this gap but, like, yeah, between Uniqlo and luxury brands and like at the end of the day Uniqlo's cut the clothing cut is a bit more like safe. They've like expanded mm. a bit more to like oversized stuff and things yeah. like that. Right. But it, they are not like super at the front of that that trend yeah. compared to like your luxury brands that kind of thing or even like Zara because they do direct ripoffs from luxury <laughs> brands no, but, but when, you, when, when you say Zara is like the in-between of, of uh, I would say Uniqlo and luxury brands yeah in a way because like they have the design but they yeah. severely lack the quality and like oh really yeah I don't know yeah, yeah <laughs> like, like like the reason why Uniqlo to me is so good is because like the quality is like it's good. It's good for the price. Yeah, correct. But to me, like the quality isn't good for Zara's price. Oh. Yeah. So like what I wanted to create was like uh in between. Mm. I would sell like basic stuff also. Okay. Because I feel at the other day most guys are gonna buy basic stuff. Yeah, like, correct. Like they just want like a plain t-shirt. Exactly. But they <laughs> would be at least I think they would be open to buying a plain t-shirt, but in a different cut. Like maybe like yeah. a bit more oversized or certain like intricacies in the length for certain yeah, things. Correct. They w- would be open to that mm. if the quality and the price made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, I think a lot of guys say they, they want value for money. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to like start something like that. 
like uh, in between. But who will be your target audience are like that? Yeah, Gen Z or like millennials? Yeah, class, so or? probably mostly like millennials and younger. Oh. Yeah, so like around our age range or younger. But, yeah. but when I see how the people like the, the younger people, right, they, yeah. they dress... I won't say I'm not very, I'm not saying that I was not very yeah. young. Nah. I'm saying the younger, like, like talking about yeah, like teenagers 18, and yeah. 20, 21. Like, they dress very, very differently. Eh. They yeah. dress like very, I, I don't know, I don't know what's the, I don't know what's the. Yeah. It, it's, it's more like streetwear. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah correct. Like streetwear. Yeah, streetwear. So yeah. it's, it's, it's not really the, it's not really basic tees and everything. Nah. Yeah. But it's just, it's just something about how they wear that makes it looks very different yeah. from, let's say, like what I always wear. I always wear plain t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. I don't wear like oversized jeans. So, so like, how do you, like, have you ever considered like maybe creating like a, your, your own streetwear or something like that? Yeah. So the reason why I don't really want to create like streetwear, streetwear is because yeah. like, to me, like streetwear usually have, has a lot, like the brands have a lot of like history or like a lot of um relevance to whatever culture that they came from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, like could be like skating could be like old bands that kind of thing yeah it's like mm. and i don't want at least to me la, mm. like i appreciate where they come from and how they have gotten to where they are today and i don't want to like dilute like mm. the streetwear scene with like randomly generated ideas that kind of thing. <laughs> that, 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 that's the way i view it. that's the way i view it. yeah i mean that, that's good yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the way i view it. like I, yeah like like honestly now like if you look at a lot of like smaller streetwear brands it's just like they randomly throw like logos colors on something and mm. then people will buy it because it's like hype and stuff yeah yeah but like i feel like uh, unless i can create like a whole brand that stands for something i wouldn't want to enter the streetwear scene oh. yeah to me it's just like i appreciate the streetwear culture that's why i don't want to do it yeah. but, uh, but i think you yourself also you dress like a lot of streetwear and stuff right yeah you buy yeah. Uh, <laughs> like uh, like I like recently I've like toned down a lot la, but like l- like long ago like, like way before I really became like extremely hyped in Singapore like yeah. I, I started off in shoes la, shoes and eventually get going to fashion mm. yeah so so now so do you still have this dream like you want to start your own like, yeah I, I think eventually la, I, I, I might do it might not do it yeah I think yeah I have to I mean you, you can just find someone else who have this similar kind of like entrepreneur mindset or have something similar who want to do fashion yeah, yeah so yeah. yeah so like I, I had this friend that was like pitching to me like yeah. uh, have you heard of style theory no, no. so Sounds basically yeah. like yeah. Uh, like like clothing rental but it's like oh, luxury okay. clothing you know so it's like okay so it was like he, he was like going on this pitch then I was like then the, the more he pitched, right, the more I was like, bro, this is style theory, bro. It's like you basically like pitch to me like something that has been, <laughs> existed for like, I think like a good, a good number of years, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, like I, I think I have a friend like that. It's but, just- but, but do you tell him that he was pitching something? Yeah, I was like, bro, <laughs> bro, it's like, it's, 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 it's like you literally like copied. I think you destroyed that, that him. Yeah. <laughs> I think you wanted to do this idea for very long already. Uh, let's like, let's destroy him. Bro, like, yeah, so I was like quite funny. Yeah, but I think, I think, yeah, I think like if we can come up with something, maybe we'll like explore. Mm. Yeah, so, but it's not like concrete idea. Okay. I think this is a good way to end yeah. this podcast. So, I mean, I have a lot of other questions to ask, uh, but yeah. I, I didn't know if it's really one fifteen yeah. really. It's okay, I like, can always do part two next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, I can. Yeah. Okay, man. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you, thank you.
and I'll see you later. Okay. See you. See you. <laughs> okay. Bye bye. Bye. -bye.